Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato of MediaMonarchy.com. It was a hard-fought issue, but the regime ultimately got its way. We have got that story plus dimming the sun. But first, this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Soros preps takeover of 200 radio stations ahead of U.S. presidential election. Grabbing this from Zero Hedge, America's second largest radio broadcaster, could soon emerge from bankruptcy with a new shareholder, Soros Fund Management. According to Bloomberg, the investment firm founded by the Trump-hating billionaire George Soros acquired $400 million of Odyssey's highest ranking debt, Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. The decision by our existing and new debt holders to become equity holders in Odyssey represents a significant vote of confidence in our company and the future of the radio and audio business, Odyssey wrote in a statement. Odyssey owns 235 radio stations in 48 media markets all across the U.S. and is the second largest radio broadcaster behind iHeartMedia, the artist formerly known as Clear Channel, but they knew you hated that name, so they... They changed out that, that that birdcage liner. Under Odyssey's bankruptcy plan, existing shareholders would be wiped out and high-ranking creditors would be repaid with stock in the restructured company. Their proposal, of course, requires bankruptcy court approval, Bloomberg noted. An insider familiar with the matter who identified as a Republican expressed grave concerns that Soros might be acquiring the stake to sway public opinion and they could stop the sentence right there, but don't. Ahead of the 2024 presidential election, that according to the New York Post. This is scary, the source said. Another source explained to the Post that Soros stake equals about 40% of the company's senior debt, although not a majority, and could yield effective control of the broadcaster when it emerges from bankruptcy. Last summer, Soros joined a group of leaders, including Fortress Investment Group, who paid $350 million for bankrupt Vice Media, the leftist media outlet that once commanded... A $6 billion valuation. Broadcast radio and TV are in significant decline. Suppose Soros believes he can wield propaganda power through acquiring legacy media. But the question is, in that case, he should reconsider the target audience demographics. Hardly anyone with a smartphone or computer tunes in regularly to the sad old radio. Billionaire Soros to become biggest stockholder in U.S. radio company. And now the kids dating Killary's old wiener lady. Huma Abedin and George Soros' son Alex reveal relationship in Valentine's Day photo from Paris, James, which I'm sure they flew to an electric plane to eat crickets, right? This just in. Breaking news. Corporate media owned by globalist Epstein-connected scumbags. James? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe Alex is going to uh, fritter away the family fortune by whining and dining Huma, and we won't have to worry about them anymore. Um, One can only hope. Um, You know, my take on this is kind of what you're gesturing to there with regards to this. I don't want to be one of those pampered, uh, out-of-touch, reality-bubble left-coasters. Like, I don't know anyone who voted for Trump. How did, you know, that kind of person. But honestly, let me think about all the people in my life who I know whose political information, let alone decisions, stem from the radio. <laughs> um, let, rounded to the nearest digit, that would be precisely exactly zero. Nobody. <laughs> so it's a bafflingly weird decision if people really think this is going to have some sort of vast political ramifications or even effect on the public mindset generally. Um, it's one of the things that I read in one of the 18,000 uh, navel-gazing think pieces I've read in the dinosaur media about the end of the dinosaur media lately. So, someone made the point, well, not even the billionaires are coming swooping in to save the day anymore. Uh, uh, Jeff Bezos and 
people like that eating up the media is a thing of the early 2000s, but uh, no one's really doing that anymore. Well, here's Soros throwing a bone to the radio industry, but I don't know what difference it's going to make, but actually I feel like shh, maybe we shouldn't tell them. Maybe they <laughs> maybe they really think that this is still an important media and that people aren't getting their media from on-demand direct sources on the online these days, but whatever. Okay. I I I am I'm Let's just say I'm skeptical that this will have a huge ramification on anything, let alone the presidential selection that's already been decided on in the voting machine industry anyway. It's got to be for f- just further consolidation and that that control and that power. And man, I mean, I've been following the story with Bandcamp, this online music platform for artists and, and bands to sell their music right through the platform. They were bought by the makers of that Fortnite video game, Epic. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be good. But they didn't change a thing and everything was all cool until they sold it another year later and now it's owned by some scumbag bankster hedge fund. In a stroke of a pen, now that this is all going to be essentially handed over to Soros, couldn't in one moment it be like, oh, Apple now owns 80% of the radio stations in America. And that would be what a great Apple's bringing back the radio. I could, I can, I can see the ad campaigns now, James. Again, I am a lifelong radio devotee. So to see stories like this, one kind of pisses me off. But two, it's like, man, you guys sunk that ship decades ago. Radio was taken over by a bunch of bean counters and people that aren't passionate, awesome music culture fans like me. And that's why it sucks. That's why I make media monarchy. And that is how we get going on New World Next Week, episode 545, I believe that is, James. And for our second story, we move to France for France's Pfizer amendment could possibly turn mRNA critics into criminals. Grabbing this from VigilantNews.com on Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, when Huma and and, uh, Soros were hanging out. A highly controversial law was pushed through, uh, also in France, through the National Assembly in France, potentially turning a critic of mRNA treatment into a criminal. The draconian law, quietly passed with virtually no debate, could throw anyone who advises against the use of therapeutic or prophylactic treatment, including experimental mRNA gene therapy, into prison for up to three years and pay a hefty fine of 45,000 euros. The law aimed at strengthening the fight against sectarian excesses. Bill initially proposed back in 2022 after the initial excitement of getting jabbed by a stranger in a parking lot with something they knew nothing about just to get a free donut. Once that excitement had kind of worn off, it's the inclusion of the creation of an offense to punish provocation to abandonment or abstention of care that sparked such fierce controversy. The French government's alleged reasoning for this measure is that they hope it will help convict pseudotherapists and protect victims of sectarian abuses. TKP, a blog for science and politics, reported on the news with a particular focus on Article 4 of the new law. The report reads, It was a hard-fought issue, but the Macron regime ultimately got its way. Article 4 is central to the new law, which was first deleted, but then reinstated. See how they do that kind of rope-a-dope thing, and you get tired, and then they actually come back and get you. 
this creates a new criminal offense and criminalizes the, quote, request to stop or refrain from therapeutic or prophylactic medical treatment, as well as the request to use practices that are presented as therapeutic or prophylactic. This means that any resistance to mRNA treatment and other corporate medical methods, we might call that Rockefeller medicine here, can be criminalized in the future. In other surrender monkey news, James Sarkozy gets six months for illegal campaign funding. That's the former president of France. And France just signed a security pact with Biden's neo-Nazis in Ukraine. They pledge up to three billion euros in additional military aid. James, what is sectarian abuse? Yeah, good question. It sounds like what the uh, the occultists in the various statist political sects are doing to us every day. But uh-huh. uh Uh, I guess we'll find out what it means in French law very shortly. And let me thank you, James, for digging up this particular version of this story, because this story crossed my news feeds in a number of different ways from a number of different sources over the past week. But none of them, and I mean none of them, had an actual link to the law itself. They wouldn't even name the law or, or anything tangible to give context so I could actually look it up and read it for myself. But this particular one that we're linking up here has the actual link to the law. So you can go to the F- French Senate website and actually read it or translate it into English if need be. But there it is. Yes. Okay. And then you can scroll down and see Article 4 and what it's adding to the specifically what part of the French penal code. I don't know. For people like me, I just think it's important to actually link to the law that you're writing about. So... Good, good that it's happening here. Anyway, yes, it is there. It is in black and white. You can go read it for yourself. And yet, uh, of course, it's vague enough that it could be anything that the French government deems to be a valid prophylactic treatment, mRNA or otherwise. But surely, if it had, if this law had been in place in this form three or four years ago, you better believe they would have been using it for the scandemic. Interestingly enough, you know, this does raise the question. Do you think they're going to go after those dastardly scientists who just published in the journal Vaccine just a couple of days ago, COVID-19 vaccines and adverse events of special interest, a multinational global vaccine data network cohort study of 99 million vaccinated individuals, which represents the largest COVID vaccine study yet. And what's the conclusion of that one again? Oh, that's right. This multi-country analysis confirmed pre-established safety signals for myocarditis, pericarditis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, and cerebral venous sinus thrombosis. Other potential safety signals that require further investigation were identified. Well, okay, no Sherlock. We already knew that. But (laughs) hey, at any rate, it is there in black and white in this study that just got published in one of the largest journals related to this this field. Um, so uh, is the French Senate going to go after those rabble-rousers, those sectarian, uh, uh, partisan, whatever, whatever they're calling them, abusers? Uh, or, or or perhaps that's not part of the game plan. Anyway, I will let people decide that. I'll put the link for that in the show notes so people can go and read through that study if they're interested. But I think it's... I mean, there are... There are parts that they're going to start letting out because you cannot contain what has just happened over the past couple of years. So they're going to let it out through little controlled steam valve sort of releases like this and hope nobody notices that, oh yeah, by the way, we just upended entire society, rewrote laws, broke laws, did all of this carnage to people, put people out of work, all of this nonsense for, oh, by the way, yeah, as it turns out, yeah, you you guys were right. It, It is actually harmful. But anyway, moving on. I, I don't know what to say. Obviously, if if you're not outraged by this, you're you don't have a pulse. But anyway, it's all there in black and white. 
they hope people will focus more on the news of Aaron Rodgers going hiking with RFK Jr. That's I saw that on the sidebar of news, James. This it, the law is vague enough so that we can all go nuts on it and they can go, you crazy conspiracy theorists. We never said anything about this. You all jumped to a bunch of conclusions and said, oh, it's all about COVID. And maybe we did and maybe they're right. And of course we're right as well. James, our third and final story here on this New World Next Week, episode 545. Scientists resort to once unthinkable solutions to cool the planet. I guess these once unthinkable solutions, the things they've already been doing in secret for years, I think, James. Dumping chemicals into the ocean, spraying salt water into the clouds, injecting reflective particles into the sky. Scientists are resorting to once unthinkable techniques to cool the planet because global efforts to check greenhouse gas emissions are failing for some reason. These geoengineering approaches were once considered taboo by scientists and regulators who feared that tinkering with the environment could have unintended consequences, but now researchers are receiving taxpayer funds and private investments to get out of the lab and test these methods outdoors, overhead, right here in northern New Mexico, spraying all over the place. The shift reflects growing concern that efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions aren't moving fast enough to prevent the destructive effects of heat waves, storms, and floods made worse by climate change. Geoengineering isn't a substitute for reducing emissions, according to scientists and business leaders involved in the project. That's, I followed the science and I found the business leaders. Rather, it is a way to slow climate warming in the next few years while buying time to switch to the carbon-free economy in the long term. We are the carbon they want to reduce. In Israel, a startup called Stardust Solutions has begun testing a system to disperse a cloud of tiny reflective particles about 60,000 feet in the altitude, reflecting sunlight away from the Earth to cool the atmosphere in a concept known as Solar Radiation Management, or SRM, Satanic Ritual Meddling, I think. Yanai Yedvab, Star Chief Stardust Chief Executive and former Deputy Chief Scientist at Israel Atomic Energy Commission with all those nukes they don't have wouldn't disclose the composition of the proprietary particles, but you can be assured they are safe and effective. In related eugenics-obsessed news, Bill Gates' dark dream of blocking sunlight is about to be realized. That's a good one from LeoHoman.com. Again, everything that we talk about is always included down in the links. Scientists began plan to begin pumping chemicals into the sky over the next few weeks and months from several countries around the globe, notably the U.S. and Israel, oh, and poor Australia. The idea, promoted by Gates and Soros, involves pumping man-made white clouds containing chalk dust and other chemicals into the atmosphere to reflect sunlight away from the Earth's surface. Blocking the sun's light would allegedly lower the planet's temperature enough to reverse global warming, never mind that fruit trees and vegetables require this sunlight in order to grow and produce food for the humans and animals and everything else. Not to mention sunlight, of course, a primary source of vitamin D, which is really good for human immunity, which they're not a big fan of. Gates, a known eugenicist, goes around giving talks about how we need to reduce the global population. His dad was a big wig at Planned Parenthood, likely sees these dark possibilities as exciting side effects of the nefarious sunbocking plan. Soros is excited about it, too. He says the tech will help prevent, uh, what are we saying? Oh, ice from melting in Greenland, which will totally drown us all. 
How ironic. I don't know why I hadn't thought about this, James. How ironic that the very globalists who are doing everything in their power to destroy human civilization claim to be worried that global warming might beat them to the punch. Hey, we, we were going to kill those useless eaters, but oh, our cobra weather dominator did it first. No fair. Bill Gates' plan to fight climate change by blocking the sun begins, and we all voted on it. We all had a say in that. New World Next Week flashback just about a year ago, March 3rd, 2023. UN supervillains threatened to dim the sun, and now a year later, here it is. And in what might seem like related good news at first, James, J.P. Morgan Chase and BlackRock have dropped out of the massive UN climate alliance in a stunning move, Fox Business claims. And you read, and why are they doing this? Because they don't believe in it or anything? No, it's because they're going to do it themselves. Those Epstein-connected banksters can run their own climate indulgence scams. Thank you very much, James. Unfortunately, exactly right. It's not that they're giving up on it. It's just they're going to do it their own way. But why are they going to do it their own way? It's because there is too much attention now on this climate alliance, big, big brouhaha and the UN and all this. And, oh, the, you, know, the, you got those, that movement of people who want to uh, disinvest from, from BlackRock because of all this. Uh, we'll just take our name out of the high headlines. We'll take our name out of these alliances. We'll still do it. We'll just not publicize it and it'll go away. That's what they think. But actually, once again, that speaks to our power. When we bring focus and attention and ring the alarm bell about this and people start getting upset and people start disinvesting, then they have to at least pretend to do something fig leaf of, oh, don't worry, we're not doing that anymore. Even if they are still, of course, doing it behind the scenes. So we will continue to ring the alarm bell about that. But about about the, uh, the whole blocking the sunlight thing, I... My only concern about this type of story is that it is going to become the new uh, cloud seeding story. Because as I've pointed out before, every single time you ever read about cloud seeding in the media, they are going to talk about it, about this brand new, incredible, fresh, hot off the shelves, you've never heard about this before technology, <laughs> as if it hasn't been around for a century by this point. And everyone, everyone knows about it, but they always introduce it as if it's some brand new thing. It's bizarre once you start to see that. And unfortunately, I think when we get to stratospheric aerosol injection, it's starting to be exactly the same thing. There's this wacky, crazy new idea you've never heard of that's just starting today. <laughs> nope, it's been going on for decades. We know about this. They've been openly talking about it. You have entire fields of research and vast teams of researchers who've been working on it and talking about it, holding conferences on it. You've had the CIA director out talking about it. I've been covering it on the Corporate Report for decades. You've been covering it on Media Monarchy for decades. We have tons and tons and tons and tons of information and research on this, but every single time, it's just just starting today, guys. No, no, it's, it's it's an ongoing thing. In fact, just one year ago, you might remember the Magic Words edition of Solutions Watch, where I, I said, hey, so stratospheric aerosol injection, here are the words you can use to, to access this decades of research that's been going on. And at that time, I was talking about Make Sunsets. Remember that company and how Mexico was going to ban whatever... PR nonsense they were doing with sulfur-laden balloons, weather balloons, and what have you. Yeah, again, this has been going on for a while, so it is not new, and it's not in response to any particular call from any of the oligarchs, but certainly, I mean, yeah, absolutely, the the Gateses and the Soroses, etc., have their snoots full of this type of idea and are certainly bankrolling it, because precisely as you indicate, 
they they want to beat the the weather gods to the punch and depopulate <laughs> the earth of all the useless eaters. And again, that's the big agenda. And we've been ringing the alarm bell about it for decades. Tons and tons of information at CorbettReport.com. Tons and tons of information at MediaMonarchy.com. I hope people are making use of that. And don't fall for that trap of thinking that this is new simply because, uh, hey, let's let's make a new headline about how this wonderful new thing that, or this horrible new thing that's happening. I think if the, unfortunately, if, if their audience is basically a bunch of Apple mind control goggle people, they probably don't know about it and they can introduce it as though it's this brand new thing that's been around for a hundred years. Well, it's kind, of, it's kind of like the European Union in that way, James. <laughs> you said fig leaf. I almost made a fig leaf joke right on the fly when I read Forest Investment Group, F-I-G, is a fig leaf to cover up what they're really doing. It is a rich tapestry here in the New World Next Week kingdom. Now maybe might be a good time for people to brush up on Farmer Billy with the Who is Bill Gates DVD available at newworldnextweek.com along with all the other documentaries, archives, digital downloads, hoodies and hats that help support our fear-free, ad-free work. And remember, I play this exclusive audio after my Thursday morning show on my radio that isn't owned by Soros. And it is at MediaMonarchy.com slash listen. Indeed, James, that is New World Next Week, episode 545. I don't know if that's been our super shorty 10-minute one we, we keep striving for, but we'll get there. We'll get it under 21 of these weeks anyway. But uh, James, I do appreciate all the info you're bringing. So keep doing it. Looking forward to talking to you again. Me too, man. Thanks so much. Take care.